This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. A season like none before has yielded an offseason with the uncertainties and questions to match. We'll keep you up to date on things in baseball and with your team on the Twins Hot Stove Show. The Twins Hot Stove Show is presented by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. Here's the host of the Hot Stove Show, Chris Atterbury. Well, welcome back for another edition of the Twins Hot Stove Show. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. I am Chris Atterbury from our network headquarters here at Target Field. Going to be joined today by Alex Kirilov from Florida. Uh, a lot to go over with the uh, the Twins masher, Alex Kirilov. Uh, we've got a chance to give away a pack of Killebrew Root Beer. We're going to let you know about those great auction items for the Twins Community Fund all coming up on the next uh, 29 and a half minutes here of the Twins Hot Stove Show. Start with a couple of just kind of logistical cleanup items before we welcome in Alex Kirilov. Uh, one, congratulations in order to our colleague, Corey Provis, recently named Minnesota Sportscaster of the Year again, which means another year where we won't be allowed to make eye contact with him without bowing. Um, other rules coming out of Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball announcing they will not require vaccines or masks or temperatures necessarily in stadiums, leaving that to the local uh, teams as well as the, the local uh, political authorities. So uh, the Twins hard at work to try to get some of you into the ballpark in a safe fashion in the coming season. And then as far as the hot stove, it's been tepid. But Liam Hendricks, who is a, a great kid when he came up here uh, originally as a twin, signs a $54 million deal with the White Sox to bring his talents to the back end of their bullpen. So that'll buy a lot of Vegemite for Liam, his family, his menagerie of pets. And Francisco Lindor, along with Cookie Carrasco, also leave the division and they join Trevor May and company with the New York Mets. So that's what's been going on around baseball in short. But we're focused today on the Twins, and we're focused today on a guy whose future is as bright as it can be, Mr. Alex Kirilov, who you probably remember as fans for this utterly unique and one-of-a-kind introduction to Major League Baseball. And a 1-1 pitch. Lined into right field. That's going to be a base hit. Reddick over. He cuts it off, and Kirilov's going to be held to a long single. So there you go, second at bat, his first big league hit. Alex, uh, welcome, first of all, and thanks for joining us. As you hear that, you became the first ever to have their first base hit in the major leagues be in a postseason game. This is a game, as long as MLB's been around, you don't get a lot of firsts uh, left because most things have been done. As you hear back and reflect back on that moment, uh, no motion crossing your face but what's going through your brain uh yeah thanks for having me chris um yeah it was definitely a pretty cool surreal uh experience for me um what was going through my brain that day was you know just just trying to be present and in the moment um you know i didn't find out you know everything was going to happen until i got to the field that day um so I, at that point it was just kind of go time uh and get ready for the game um and i'm kind of glad that it it, it happened that way um, so I wasn't sleeping all the night before, you know, 
losing sleep or, you know, who else uh, knows what, but um, yeah, it was fun. Um, just, just went out there and, and, and tried to do my best and, and help uh, our team win. Yeah. And unfortunately that part didn't work out, but you had a great ball game yourself. You made a diving catch. You had the hit. Here's uh, what your teammate Max Kepler had to say after the game. To be honest, um, that was the highlight to my day, and I'm I'm very proud of him um, to to having to be or have to do that in this situation in the playoffs to come in, um, never played a, a big league game in your career, and uh, to do what he did, um, make a play defensively, get a knock, um, then a line drive, which I was surprised got caught. Um, he played like a, you know a, a vet. I'm proud of him. You know, I'm proud of him, and I see a, a bright future for the kid. Yeah, Max is not a guy who gets real emotional too often, Alex. So that's high praise from Max Kepler. Yeah, Max is uh, just a humble, great guy, and you know he's he's awesome to be around. Um, you know, he'll he'll answer your questions. I was you know talking to him about playing right field before the game, just picking his brain a little bit on um, some of the details that he's you know picked up uh, with his experience and whatnot. Um, so to hear those comments from him. Uh, is special and, and encouraging for sure. I want to talk about that day at Target Field. Just one more item, and, and maybe a kind of a unique perspective. I know you've asked answered questions about it uh, ad nauseum. It was such a crazy year, Alex. You were in St. Paul with what I thought was a great group of guys over there, being as productive as you could possibly be under the circumstances. I think the club did a great job of putting you guys in a position where it wasn't a lost year. You get pressed into duty. You have the big day. I wonder if there wasn't a part of you after the ball game that didn't say, is that it? Is that it? Only one game? Like, is that, we have to go home now? Uh, I feel like what should have been a beginning for you ended up being an abrupt end. Yeah. You always want to win the last game of the season, not, not lose it. Um, so, so that was definitely um, hard to swallow. You, you obviously want to, um, you know, make a run at a, at a world series, you know, anytime you're, um, you know, blessed enough to be a part of the postseason, that's for sure. Um, you know, but being in the uh, the alternate site for the whole summer, um, you know, I thought the staff and the players did an awesome job of um, staying focused at uh, staying focused on um, the goal at hand, which was to stay ready to um, you know to fill in as needed um, to help contribute. Um, you know, if if there was an opportunity to do so. And that's kind of hard to do when, when you're playing the same guys every day, you're seeing the same guys that every day, and you don't have any live, um, I guess, competitive experiences against, you know, another team. Uh, it's kind of hard. So it takes, you know, a mature player, a mature person to, to get up and do that every day, uh, in my opinion, and to stay ready to, um, you know, help, you know, the big league team which you did Brent Rooker did it as well several pitchers did it and maturity has always been part of your profile you've always played I think older than your years you literally grew up in a batting cage uh, when I asked some of the upper management before this conversation about you uh, I was getting one word text back they were said he mashes uh, rakes you know things like that <laughs> and so let's talk about hitting because you love to hit and you have an incredible gift to do so but there are a lot of different ways to approach hitting um, and mentally, physically, everybody has their own way that's best for them. We've seen hitters come through like a Michael Kadire or a Justin Morno who are always changing their swing and tweaking their stance. Other guys like Joe Maurer who didn't change his swing or his stance from the time he was about 12 years old. 
Where do you fall in that as a student of hitting? Are you a guy who's constantly tweaking or are you just fine tuning what you already know to be your strength? I would say a little bit of both. Um, you know, as an athlete and a competitor, I would say you always, always have to constantly tweak yourself um, and, and kind of hold yourself in check. Um, you know, I would just say I just get a lot of it from my dad, um, sort of an outside the box way of thinking, um, you know, for me, from a young age, um, you know, it was, it's important to develop your mechanics and your swing to work on that. Um, but once you get to a certain point, I think there's a lot of other factors that go into hitting. And, and now as a professional, um, you know, those are more focused on, um, I think, than when you're younger. So for me, uh, um, timing, rhythm, vision are all things that I tend to uh, put more focus on than my mechanics, because I believe that you know, if all those things are accounted for and all those things are working well, um, that you, your mechanics usually fall into place. And there are certain approaches, you know, James Rousen used to talk about, we want to be aggressive in the zone. We're not worried about a specific pitch, but if we see one, whatever the count, whatever the pitch, where we can match, we're going to try to do damage with it. Other guys like to eliminate pitches or like to, you know, have an educated guess, if you would, about kind of what a guy's going to throw in a certain situation. Do you do that or are you more of a reactionary guy who just trusts in your process and reacts? Or are you a guy who's playing that chess match in terms of, okay, he likes a slider here. He likes a curveball here. Uh, what, what's kind of your approach in the box in that regard? Yeah, a lot of my approach up until this point <clears throat> has been um, – reactionary and you know I've gotten good at um you know being in a good spot to be able to do that but I think as my career goes on and you, you face um you know more mature pitchers and guys that know that they're doing what they're doing or trying to do to hitters um I think another piece to your approach has to be you know understanding counts understanding what um that pitcher ha has and wants to go to um and, and being able to lay off of certain pitches and certain counts that you know that, you know, isn't your optimal time or, um, you know, spot to do damage in. So that's what I'm learning now as I, as I get older and, you know, as I hopefully um, transition and, and uh, experience more big league time. And uh, I think applying that and having a healthy balance is important to um, being a consistent hitter. And one of the things that I think goes untalked about is in the major leagues right now, everyone talks about velocity and guys have never thrown harder. Everybody's got a staff full of guys who can light up a radar gun. Um, and, and they're doing so a lot of the time in the top of the zone now. And yet the numbers would bear out that more breaking balls are being thrown than ever before. A higher percentage of breaking balls have been thrown or being thrown in the major leagues than ever before. So as a hitter, you've got a bit of a conundrum. You have to respect the fastballs that have never been harder. And yet, you know, you're going to get a steady diet of nasty breaking stuff. We talk about that a lot from the hitter or the pitcher's perspective, how they're tunneling the pitches and where they're working. What's the hitter reaction to that in terms of how you go about preparing for, for, for both of those avenues as it were. Yeah. When guys have really good stuff, um, it almost comes to the point where, you want to apply your plan more than to go, you know, and try to chase what they're trying to do to you. So mm -hmm. whether that's, you know, picking a, um, you know, location or a certain pitch or, you know, a certain count um, that you want to, to work towards, um, that's up to you as a hitter to kind of understand and, and evolve your approach um, to be able to apply that, um, to be able to have, I feel like success in the major leagues. Um, you know, a lot of guys talk about, 
Uh, I know Joe Maurer had an approach where he wouldn't swing at a, a breaking ball till he had two strikes. Um, you know, I, I know other guys um, like Josh and, and Nelly, sometimes they will have a um, specific location that, that, that they look for. And um, it really is, you know, specific to you as a player and, and a hitter and just finding what works for you. That's a great point you make, Alex. And again, Alex Kirloff is our guest. It's the Twins Hot Stove Show brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated, how memories are created and legends are made. There's such a line as a young player, especially a young successful player like yourself, between being open to information from other sources and being too open to information from other sources. I know Byron Buxton has gone through this. He's such a good guy that people would have advice for him and he would be, okay, I'll try, I'll listen, I'll be respectful. But at some point you have to say, no, this is what I do. You're a guy who I think lives and breathes hitting and thinks about it a lot at a very high level. How do you balance taking information that can make you better, but also not taking too much information or sifting through what's going to work for you and what maybe respectfully won't work for you? Yeah, I think it just goes back to, you know, understanding yourself as an individual. And sometimes it's always like an evolving thing, you know, throughout your career. Um, sometimes you uh, collect and gather information later in your career, um, whether it be through a player or a coach that you hadn't even heard of, um, you know, in years prior. So I think um, de- developing your uh, routine, your approach and your plan to be able to apply it on an everyday basis throughout your career is important. And, you know, sometimes I don't always think that that may ever be set in stone. You know, some things may be working one year uh, and other years, you know, they're not working as much. Um, You know, sometimes your brain, you know, understands what you're telling yourself one way and and you're telling yourself the same thing another way sometimes, but um, you just process it better. Uh, You know, it's just a funny thing as, as an athlete, you know, you hear competitors and athletes talk about, you know, it's a drive to always just want to get better. And I think that, you know, good players, successful players have that. And, um, you know, they always take that approach. And I think even more impressive, Alex, in a situation you and your teammates and guys across the league have been in getting better without being able to play every day because you weren't able to play games last year and you still got better. How were you going about that in the off season? I know being a resident of the Fort Myers area, you are allowed access to the facility there in Fort Myers, I don't know how many other folks you can be around. I don't know how you can go about working that are different than in years past with the COVID protocols, but what have you been up to uh, in anticipation of what surely has to be a thrilling spring training for you after getting that taste of the big leagues? Yeah, I'm lucky to be able to go in and work out. Um, You know, sometimes it's hard to find, you know, a good facility and, you know, field to work out at. So I'm blessed to be able to go in and do that and work with our, uh, some of our staff members that are in town um so right now it's just kind of you know ramping up some baseball activity leading up to spring training you know on top of my out off-season workout plan um so hitting throwing and, and working in some defense fielding and in outfielding um on a consistent basis um is what i do right now to get ready for spring training and um you know i've always wanted to move to florida growing up being a uh, cold weather pittsburgh guy and this was part of the reason why I just love getting out on the field, you know, seeing the ball fly um, in the air and rather than being a, in a cage the whole, the whole time throughout the off season. So I'm excited to be able to do uh, that, get out on the field and hit a little bit uh, this week. 
Well, I think I speak for all Twins fans when they say they're excited to see the ball fly off your bat. Uh, and again, we're only about a month away from that happening in Fort Myers. His name is Alex Kiriloff. Bright, bright future with the Minnesota Twins and very much a part of the present as well. He's our guest on the Hot Stove Show. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll run down some of the items available as part of our Hot Stove auction. And then we've got a special guest to come in with some questions for Alex. It's all coming up on your home for Twins Baseball. Chris Atterbury back live here in our Target Field headquarters. Appreciate you being with us here for the Twins Hot Stove Show. Twins Hot Stove still cool, uh, but great conversation there with Alex Kirloff, and we've got more with Alex Kirloff coming up in our next segment. Want to remind everybody, though, that you can get involved all month long with our Twins Hot Stove auction items to benefit the Twins Community Fund. All you have to do, and you might as well just bookmark this, www.twinsbaseball.com slash hot stove auction. Stephanie Johnson from the Community Fund joined us to outline the items Last week when we had uh, Taylor Rogers on the program uh, and they will be available for bids throughout the entire month. And then at the close of our final show of January, uh, somebody will have great prizes. We've got a Byron Buxton jersey and it's that sweet powder blue jersey with Byron's 25 on it. A 91 World Series reunion bundle uh, that has all sorts of autographs uh, that you'll love. Josh Donaldson has signed a ball and bat and also a TC Bear package. Uh, that will include TC coming and hanging out with your kids at their birthday party, which is uh, a pretty sweet deal as well. Again, it's twinsbaseball.com slash hot stove auction. Normally this time of year, we're out and about on the winter caravan. We've got uh, the Twins uh, uh, Twins Fest here at Target Field, which always culminates with a giant auction to raise money for the community fund and to uh, send some of these great goods out into the hands of, of eager Twins fans. Can't do either of those things this year in the normal fashion. So this is a way for you to get your hands on some priceless and unique Twins goods uh, and also a chance for the Twins Community Fund uh, to raise money for great causes as well. So twinsbaseball.com slash hot stove auction and take a look at those items. Encourage you to bid. Also encourage you to stick around more from Alex Kirilov with a special guest inquisitor that's coming up next right here on your home for Twins Baseball. Welcome back to the Twins Hot Stove Show. It's our anchor leg, and we always bring in our fastest runner for the anchor leg, one of our fans from across Twins territory. And today we go to one of my favorite spots across Twins territory, Fergus Falls, known for comedian Chad Daniels, known for the hash browns at the Viking Cafe, known for my next-door neighbor Babs, and also for Cheryl Anderson, as you could uh, perhaps see if you're checking out uh, a clip online. She's a teacher in Fergus Falls. you got the uh, the, the teaching classroom environment in the background and also a massive twins fans who is going to be receiving a killabrew root beer prize pack killabrew locally owned and operated how memories are created and legends are born cheryl we appreciate you uh and your patience with us and i'm going to turn the floor over to you uh to put mr alex kirloff uh uh on the grill a little bit here with some of your questions take it away all right hi alex hello uh, congratulations on your debut in the playoffs and your first hit my first question is do you have that baseball and where do you have it displayed that's a good question i do have it and uh i've been meaning to get a case for it um full transparency i haven't displayed it yet um i was lucky enough to get a uh, frame i did keep the jersey as well that i was able to play in uh, i framed that and i hung it up and that's in our uh, bedroom right now very good. You'll have many more things to add, I'm sure. My nephew is one of your biggest fans. He's been touting you for years. He can't wait to 
see you out there full time. So he and I attend a lot of games together. So we are both cheering for you. My next question is, which major league park other than Target Field are you most excited about playing in next year, this season? Um, I can't remember if it's on the schedule or not, but growing up in Pittsburgh, um, you, you kind of just take an infatuation and appreciation for uh, PNC Park in Pittsburgh. Um, they have a beautiful skyline, um, you know, throughout the outfield. It's just a just a pretty cool place to go see a game. And, you know, obviously I've always wanted to experience um, being a player, playing in a game there. Um, so hopefully one day in my career I'll be able to do that. Awesome. I have one more question and then a bonus question. They're pretty quick. Um, do you consider yourself, Alex, more of a hitter for average or more of a hitter for power? I noticed that you have had up to 20 home runs. So what would you say you consider yourself more so of a hitter? I would say neither because I always want to do both. I want to be as well-rounded as a hitter as I can. Um, you know, I love getting on base and hitting singles, but just as much as I love rounding the bases as well. Um, so I love doing both. Um, you know, I will say every time that I step in the box, I just want to hit the ball hard. Um, and, and whatever that results in, um, you know, sometimes I'm just happy with just doing that. We need both in hitting. Average <laughs> is important. And the, we all like the bombas too. Yeah. All right. My last question is a bonus question and it's kind of one for fun. It's which of these challenges would you be most likely to accept? Okay, so I'm going to give you four challenges. A, playing dominoes with Polanco. B, a foot race with Buxton. C, foosball with Rogers. We learned about that last week. Or D, bowling with Atterbury. Hmm. You'd win that one. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure any of them I'll win. Um, which would be the most interesting fun i don't know i think the most interesting away from the game a little bit would be bowling i i like bowling i i tried it with my right hand for a while uh when i had tommy john surgery so i got kind of good at that um so i guess i can say i'm an ambidextrous bowler now i'm not even sure what hand i would choose if i um was in a competition with someone but i do like the bowl and i just try to aim for the the arrow in the middle and try to <laughs> hit the first pin every time. Like it when they block the gutter. That's yeah. well, yeah. no. Now you played with Royce for the last several years, and Royce Lewis is an accomplished bowler. He's he's a uh, big time into bowling, isn't he? He's pretty good. He's pretty good. Don't ask him about the time that his girlfriend beat him though, because he won't admit that. Well, Cheryl, did he? You're, as a teacher, did did does Alex get a passing grade? He gets an A plus. He's he answered them all correctly, very politically correct answers. <laughs> and I give him an A plus with a special pen. All right. There you have it. So an A plus for Alex. And, and again, and again for Cheryl in Fergus Falls, uh, a Kilbert Root Beer prize pack. You're no stranger to that. Uh, we will get that out to you uh, immediately so you can enjoy. Uh, and Cheryl, we appreciate you stopping by to add some a reason and sanity to our uh, conversation here with Alex today. Thanks for joining us. And thanks for being such a big fan across all our platforms. Really appreciate it. All right. Thank you.
All right, that's Cheryl Anderson again, our guest to uh, to wrap things up here today with Alex Kirilov. Uh, Alex Kirilov's our guest here on the Hot Stove Show, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. And Alex, we'll we'll leave on on this final note. A lot of uncertainty still. We spoke with Taylor Rogers last week about what will happen and players needing to be nimble. You certainly learned how to be nimble last year, but how much are you looking forward to just the chance to actually play games for the first time in what will be nearly two years? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, the the game at the end of the season last year was, I guess, kind of the only, like, meaningful game that I played all year. You know, obviously, spring training is competitive, but they're exhibition games. So I'm really looking forward to it. And, you know, hopefully playing 162 games. And on top of that, you know, seeing the fans, too, back in the stands um, is really something that we're looking forward to. Uh, You know, people like Cheryl and her son coming to games and being, you know, diehard Twins fans, you just you love seeing that. You love you know feeling the support of those people at, at home games and stuff like that. So that's something I'm looking forward to as well. And on that note, I would think it would be nice to have a big league game where you get to have your family in the stands as well. Yeah, I'm sure they'd like that too. So <laughs> <laughs> I think we'd all like that. Alex, we appreciate it. Cheryl, we appreciate you helping us out as well. We look forward to a whole lot more conversations and a whole lot of base hits with Alex Kirloff moving forward. This is the Twins Hot Stove Show. However you chose to join us across our network of affiliates or whether you did so on one of the many Twins social media platforms, we thank you for being with us here today with Alex. and look forward to chatting with you again next week right here on your home, Twins Baseball. You've been listening to the Twins Hot Stove Show, sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of a Treasure Island Baseball Network.